0: Welcome to Flex This. I'm your host, Jen Hoffman. This podcast is meant to share the stories and experiences of humans exercising their muscles of curiosity and emotional intelligence in their everyday lives. I believe there's no right or wrong, there's only truth and truth is personal, ever expanding and evolving in the journey of a lifetime. My hope is that through these conversations, you can see parts of yourself in your own journey and it can offer you guideposts that resonate and help you connect to your highest and most authentic self. Today I have Eddie Blackwell, welcome Eddie. Eddie is an African-American actor from Philadelphia, PA. Upon moving to LA, Eddie worked primarily in television post-production, working for daytime talk shows and HGTV programming. After realizing that wasn't fulfilling, he started to pursue acting full-time. In his short time as an actor, he can be spotted in a handful of commercials, including Jimmy John's, The General, Best Buy, Hummer, eBay, Toyota, Honda, and Capital One. He has recently co-starred in Lucifer, two short films, Elsewhere and Imaginary, as well as three independent miniseries, Just Living, All My Friends Are Assholes, and Baker's Dozen, all of which appeared on Amazon Prime. Eddie studied film and television production at Point Park University and studies at Margie Harbor Studio in Hollywood. Welcome, Eddie. Hello,
1: thanks for having me. Man, I'm stoked. <laughs> We're gonna have fun. Yes, we are. You made that intro sound so like accomplished. I feel like <laughs> I've done so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote it, let's be real.
0: Bring it out thing after thing after thing just right
1: here you go here's all my accomplishments <laughs> and i'm out there's my singles see you guys <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's your lp album and then you're it out is, just, is it dropping it in vinyl though that's what i need to know is it dropping in vinyl
1: ah uh, it might drop in vinyl it might drop my in, vinyl. Job in vinyl My okay, job in vinyl. and i'm
0: definitely here for it let's go i, I have a, a vinyl obsession and low-key love the target and walmart specials because they do like Red and like tie dye and clear vinyl records. Oh, cost a little bit more, but somehow they're like super '90s nostalgia. Like when you went to open a CD and you're like, "What will it look like?" I don't
1: know. (laughs) What if they put the cover on this on this on this disc? Oh my god, it's got green on it. Oh, it's oh my god.
0: (laughs) And you kept the case for what? Why did you keep the case for it? it well, was you that
1: thing. And then you put it in your book of sleeves. So all the, all the other CDs that you just put underneath your car and you pull that out and you go through it. Yeah.
0: 100%. Yeah. Fantastic. My, my, my partner and I, just went through all our dvds and we had all the plastic things
1: mm-hmm. and
0: we were like oh what do we keep what do we not keep and we we're like maybe we should get one of those cd cases to put them in i'm like but why would we do that when we have the actual plastic case what a <laughs> stupid thing to hold on to like why do we like those things
1: because it, it houses it you know what movie it is what having to like go and look it up you know because if, like if you cell. if you if you pick up the binder you got to go through all the pages find it if you have the if you have the individual dish you can just go Oh, it's this one right here. And you pull it out. So I think it depends on how, I think it depends on just mostly comfort and just, you know, your preference. (laughs)
0: 100%, 100%. Well, now that we digress about vinyl records, (laughs) dropping your LP on your history. um, I just, I appreciate you being here and sharing your journey of transformation or expansion. Um, So let's get into it. I I was wondering what language you use around this. Do Do you use growth mindset? Do you use transformation expansion? I think- um offering our listeners a variety of things to call it that it doesn't need to be so like this is personal growth and just trying to give them some more nuance so i'm just really interested in what language you use and how you got to using that language
1: of course uh i think for me i look at it from a perspective kind of view kind of like looking back where you were and to where you are now kind of where you came from uh, type of thing um that's growth for me um That's kind of something I've been on recently. I think as I get older, I start to realize that more. Like, um, how did I get here? Who did I meet to get to this point? And why was it so critical and important then, but more important than it is, uh, more important now, which is great. Um, I've had so many of those moments where I look back and I go, how did we meet? Oh, so it started here and then went to this and then this and this and this, and now I'm here. But I wouldn't have happened if this didn't happen. Like, I I love looking at through that. So I think for me, it'd be perspective. Anything else?
0: Yeah, I love that. I think... Mm -hmm. um, I love these moments these like I'm a person that as well likes to go back and like I play the silver lining all the time like
1: right
0: um or like the fork in the road moments where like right <laughs> um, like low-key I don't want to talk politics but just like sure. exact just as a small example do I love what our last president Trump stood for I'd um, probably say a hard no, but what oh, I will say <laughs> what I will say is that I think we needed something that ridiculous to push us outside of our comfort zone. I agree with that.
1: I I agree with that. Yeah.
0: I don't know if Hillary, if Hillary would have won, we would Mm -hmm. be here because it would be the same status quo. The the pot wouldn't be stirred. Mm -hmm. I think things had to be so ridiculous. Sometimes things need to break down. So like grossly for us to get down to a baseline where Mm -hmm. we can get this like the ability to like completely demolish something and break it down. So you have a, a, a new foundation to build something mm-hmm. on. And I don't know without, with Hillary Clinton that that would have happened.
1: Right, I I want to dive into that, but I think I'll do it when we get to, uh, when, we, when, we, when we dive into this, but I definitely believe in that theory, the idea of like destroying something to get back to like the studs, if anything else, and then build it back up again, because to try and rebuild, what's already there is harder than just all right let's just break it all down and start from the start from start from scratch like i feel like that'd be much easier uh tougher but much easier to do than it would be to rebuild what's already there that's uh, yes. yeah it's just crazy what yeah that that, that whole four years was just banana pants wow <laughs> wow bass backwards everything was crazy dude but we made it hey
0: <laughs> yeah chalk that up you know people are like oh, oh i survived the world war well we survived <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not a fair comparison i'm no. sorry I shouldn't talk about that i should but it was pretty bad i mean right, right. goodness gracious yeah i think that's a valid point i think people mm. um i don't know why people put band-aids on things like if you're rowing a boat and it has holes in it like mm. you take it out of the water and repair it properly versus right. like, oh we'll just stick this here and stick that there and mm-hmm. just Hope for the best and me Try to do it in transit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. Hey, my yeah. tire, Hey, my tires flat. Try and change it. Well, I can't do it while you're rolling down the street. I ah, just figure it out. Let me figure it out. Like it's not gonna work. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Could you um would you be willing to share maybe a, a breakdown moment for you? Were you able to like look that something needed to either life offered you a, a thing or you yourself mm-hmm. are like, you know what? I got I can't do this anymore. This doesn't serve me anymore. And then a rebuilding moment and and how you got there.
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, a good breakdown moment for me uh, was pro- kind of like a, uh, I guess you, you call it, you, you call it like a like an aha kind of moment. Yeah. Uh, for me was, um, I, I was I was working at a post production job from 2012 until about 2015. Um, while I was there, um, I was working in a room, probably like the size of my room, just watching television all day. My job was quality control. So all the shows that we produced, I had to watch them and look for all the errors. You kind of have to have an eagle eye and a sharp ear to be able to see a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. And so some friends of mine around 2012, 13, moved out to LA to live the life that I was, kinda, I, I, I was trying to pursue. You know, just come out here and start kind of fresh and start new. And so they had the idea after making a handful of connections through friends and all that stuff to make their first film. And I was like, yeah, bet for sure. I'm all about it. like, I want to get involved because I've known you guys for years and to make our first film in L.A. would be great. You know, yeah. that shows a big step for us. And their whole plan was to have it film in Pennsylvania. And I was like, all right, well, I've been here for now two, almost three years. Um, I have no plans to go back home anytime soon because I'm not done what I have what I want to accomplish here. Yeah. And so they wrote the script and headed back to PA. And I told them, I was like, "Yo, let me know when I can come home and I'll shoot it and I'll come back here and I'll let you know, everything be great. I saved up my vacation days. I did, I did everything I could to, to try and make it work with them. They sent me the shooting schedule and it was a month worth of work. And I was like, guys, I can't come home for this. Like this is, this isn't feasible for me. I was like, I have a job, I got bills to pay all these things. And so, um, my, my, my buddy, who I'm still friends with now, we had a, we had a brief falling out after this. Um, he wanted to talk to my boss and try and convince her to let me come home and like figure a way out to make it work. And I was like, all right, man, that's a gutsy call, but we'll see, if it, we'll see if it shakes out in your favor. And so they discussed it. It didn't work out. And I ended up staying at my job. What did it for me at that place was when we left that little discussion. My boss at the time, she walked outside with me and it was, it was with me and like three other co-workers. And she was like, you know, when I was out of college, I had dreams. And I had visions of doing like the next big thing and doing this and doing that and doing that. And then I just stopped. And I remember hearing that and my face was like, yeah, yeah. But my, my mind was like, I got to get out of here. Like, I don't want that mindset. I want to have the mindset of always growing and always evolving and always like actually doing those big things and not being restricted to, I should settle because that's what life tells me I should do. Or I'm, I'm tired or what about like that? So when she said that, I it struck a chord. I was like, I got to get out of here. Now, granted, it took me two years to leave because I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know any other any other alternate ways. But when I got out, it was the perfect timing because things started to happen that probably wouldn't have happened two years ago. I mean, I can't guarantee they wouldn't have happened, but there's a good chance they wouldn't have. But uh, yeah, that was probably the moment that kind of did it for me um, was when my boss said that, she, you know, I just, I stopped. I was like, you just stopped dreaming oh god <laughs> i can't imagine what that's like i can't imagine what that's like, <laughs> I what
0: that's like. now
1: <laughs> yeah I was like, oh, i'm gonna go ahead and just get my my parachute and just open this door and <laughs> just right. <"Hey>, oh, god. <laughs>
0: yeah there's um so, two yeah. parts of that that really stand out to me mm-hmm. one is the wherewithal in a moment and the self-awareness to be like yo that is not my journey mm-hmm. and and i think what's really beautiful about that too uh, i've been talking about this a lot lately um Cause I just have been like entertaining the idea of what it means to have children. What does that mean? And I don't know if a lot of people really think about what that means. Like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like part of that is because the cultural nuance of you get married really young, you have kids like time of what it used to be. But now people are having kids much later. There's a lot more factors involved, Mm -hmm. but it's really easy to just go this route. And I think what's really amazing about that, what you're saying is that I do think a lot of people go down that like Oh yeah, I guess that is normal, like nodding their head. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I call it like only dead fish go with the stream. You know, the ones that are alive are swimming with the river. (laughs) But like, what's really interesting to me, one, was that always how you were? Cause that's what I, I want to know, like in general, in these conversations, cause mm-hmm. it, I, you know, obviously like energy is a track. I'm, I'm talking with people that vibe the way I vibe. We're like, we ain't had fish y'all we're swimming hard as hell.
1: We got heartbeat people.
0: <laughs> I got stuff to do.
1: <laughs> right. I'm swimming. Okay, I'm swimming. I'm swimming. I'm
0: swimming. I might float cause I might get tired, but right. I'm still swimming. <laughs> I'm still swimming. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I, man. I'm interested. Do you think. That curiosity of like, whoa, cool for you, but that's a no for me. Has that Mm -hmm. always been kind of like ingrained in you? Or was that just a, like maybe it was and that just that moment it really stood out for you? Like, wow, I can't, I can't just do what everybody else is doing because that's what you're supposed to do. I'm just not made for that.
1: Right, right, right. I, nah, that's been with me for a while. Uh, Growing up back in, uh, Philly I had several jobs like I worked at a uh, I worked at a, a car wash grocery store I worked at a factory during like during like the Christmas season holidays and stuff and I would talk to people and a lot of folks I talked to and I was like I was like a teenager a lot of them were like you know this is my job I want to do this I'm here I'm here Like they're they, they're there for this and like I respect that this is where you are but it's not where I want to stay like this yeah. like for me this is a job this is not a career and so like, while I respect your decision to stay here because that, 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 that's your life, that's not, that's not the life for me. And I have something bigger in mind. Yeah. And so I feel like that's always kind of been with me ever since I was probably in high school. Like I've always felt like there was something more, but I didn't know how to get there. Um, and that's part of the journey, obviously. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that's always been with me. It's just, it, I think it was just, it was sharper in that moment because where I am in life I can actually, ma- I can actually maintain it now back then where I wasn't PA. It was like, ah, I don't know how to get there, but now I'm already here, yeah. but now it's just me jumping on top of that moment rather than just sitting back and waiting for it to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the second part that really interested me about what you said is about saying how um, you needed certain things to happen in order mm-hmm. for where you're at to happen. And, um, I am a firm believer that life is happening for you. Um, mm-hmm. nothing is benign. Nothing is an accident. You know, mm-hmm. Pema Chodron says things repeat themselves. So you learn the lesson. um I think that's 100 true. true. I think <laughs> it's like knocking hard on a lot of people's doors around racism right now. Mm-hmm. It ain't working, y'all.
1: It ain't working, <laughs> it ain't working
0: y'all. Yeah, um, you say
1: if it ain't broke, don't fix it, but it's broken, so we're gonna fix it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here oh we God. are,
0: Rob the Builder. Yes, we can. Yes, we
1: yes, can. We can. <laughs> oh my God! Break it down to All us. Uh, <laughs> a children's <I> think- story. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic.
0: Um, yeah but I think like when people don't realize like your your stagnant life the things that mm-hmm. keep showing up that you're irritated with they're trying to polish you they're trying to to make you into what your potential is that's at least mm-hmm. how I see it and right. so like at you know adversity you know timing you know there's jobs mm-hmm. that I wanted like there's things that I want like I, I set my life up to be a college basketball coach mm-hmm. and Did it. And it was like, yeah, this ain't for me. And I thought I wanted, I was in Pittsburgh. I was like, I want, I do not want to be in Pittsburgh. I was trying to get somewhere hot immediately Mm. because I lived in Detroit, (laughs) trying not to live that cold life ever again. Right. And then I played football, professional women's football. And like, I didn't know that was in my, my story. I didn't know that was going to be something I would tell people. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was going to stay in Pittsburgh ten years. My goal was two. Like, right?
1: That's right. how I, it works. That's always how it is. <laughs> it,
0: it always ends up being like that. I love that hindsight, and I, I, I love going back personally. And it sounds like you do too. Of like going mm-hmm. back to these moments where I could have gone this way or I could have gone that way, and I ended up here, and it was perfect. And even mm-hmm. if it was really weird or hard or gross or like there was bad things along the way that you might not have chosen for yourself. Right. They were hand-picked by whatever you call the the, mm-hmm. the power above you, you can call it universe you can call it god you can call whatever you call it mm-hmm. whatever connects us and created us to be here little walking miracles said sure. this is what you need mm-hmm. you ain't gonna like it but it's what you need <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm a huge believer in that though like so just to just to uh harp on that a little bit um uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer in God. So that's my, my faith. I'm Christian. I'm a Christian. Christianity is all day for me. And so um, my mom always preaches the idea of like, there's no such thing as coincidence. So on that, we agree. I'm like, there is no such thing. I believe that there's a plan for all of us. Um, yeah, there is free will, but at the end of the day, like it's part of the plan. I mean, like it's, it's, it's a hard thing to kind of fathom, but I think once you kind of understand it, I think it makes it easier. Um, and so like, I didn't see my life going this way. Like I, if you, if you told me when I was like a kid, Hey, you'll be in LA doing all these things. I'd be like, all right, dog, like whatever, how would I get there? (laughs) And then I'd be like, Oh, that's how I get here. I would be shocked every time. Um, but all the things that led to this moment, it's been literally amazing. And I don't know how else to explain it other than my faith. Like, it's just amazing. So that's that for me, at least that's just me.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's the other thing that's really beautiful about knowing what your story is and what mm. serves you is because then you can see the likeness in somebody that doesn't have the same faith, religion, whatever else is you. Sure. You can see the correlation, right? Like mm. I'm a believer of God too. Right. And, okay. um, I know that's not everybody's cup of tea. And I, you right. know, as a gay person, I know a lot of people that have been harmed by the church for being mm-hmm. gay and, and just aren't really willing to have those conversations. And, um, You know, I think when you are on this personal journey and you are connected to your faith in a very personal way, Mm -hmm. other people's shit doesn't bother you. Like you just be like, oh yeah, that's cool. Cause I can get how that is with me and my faith or religion Mm -hmm. or if you're an atheist or whatever you call it, Mm -hmm. when you hone in on you, when you see your journey as the gift and that what you do with that gift is your gift back to life, to humanity, to whatever that is when you're on that path man i don't get why you can see like how you can be mad about what someone believes like Mm -hmm. does it affect you does it (laughs) no (laughs) it turns out no oh
1: my god turns out no it's such a Mm -hmm. weird
0: thing that we humans i think what you said is really important this Mm -hmm. duality i think there's this idea of like the constant balance of knowing your what you le- what you believe and what you're aligned with and mm-hmm. nourishing that. Right. And yet at the same time being able to see that just because it's different than me doesn't mean it isn't nourishing and fulfilling for another person. Right. Um or take away from the validity of your faith or um beliefs or whatever that might mean. And I think that's a lot of things that are really difficult for humanity especially like looking at talking about race, talking about Mm. politics is this idea that um, both we, I think we need to categorize. Like, I think our brain, our brains need to, you know, this is a microphone, that's a laptop. I think we need to do that because I don't think we'd actually be able to function in the world. would just be like weird amoebas walking around, like not being able to do any like (laughs) critical thinking. But then it's like knowing when your subconscious um is what you're functioning from you know Mm. kind of like going back what you're talking about with your story about your boss when you realize your subconscious is like yeah 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 and then learning to be like yeah no actually no stop right there (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's enough (laughs) yeah but i think like that's why i think again these conversations are so important is because it's it's like exercise that you know that's why i named it flex this is this Mm you constantly have to look at these, they're moments like every day in moments on moments on moments where you have hidden biases or um, you might measure that some your faith or your beliefs might be better than somebody else's. And mm-hmm. it's not that people aren't having them on this journey. I think what's really important is to share that you have to work, you have to work at it. It's, right. it's you know, you didn't get to just all of a sudden be like, yeah, I believe. I'm a believer. And then like, that's it. Like what you're <laughs> describing with your life
1: mm-hmm. is
0: these moments that tied into your faith and just mm-hmm. nourished you and your journey. And um, I just think it's really important that people can see that this
1: thing isn't perfect. Right. No, it never has been. It never will be, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing can be. Actually, it's impossible.
0: Right. Right. The, the perfection is in um, the imperfection.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's, uh, what's the phrase I always use? I always use, um, uh, progress, not perfection. Like I, mm. I bought a, I bought a water bottle, one of those hydro flask bottles. Right. And I like to keep it safe. I like to keep it completely intact. One day I dropped it. Now it's got dents and cracks in it. And I, my buddy was, ah, it sucks. So I was like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. I'm like, first of all, it's a water bottle. Second of all, I was like, we're all cracked and dented. No one I was like, we're not, we're not perfect. So why should this one thing in my life be like, if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm like holding on to this, wanting it to be the, like the best thing I have, and hold on like it's gonna ruin, it's gonna mess with my mind. Like I'm never gonna be comfortable. Um, so the fact that we are imperfect, it it it's it makes us great. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. we're not walking on water, we're not doing miracles. You know, I yeah. have my flaws, and you have yours. And as I think, as long as you respect that and you and you have empathy for that, then I think you'll be okay.
0: Yeah, I think
1: we'll be okay. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's kind
0: problem. of I would argue that our imperfections are the miracle when we mm-hmm. own into the mistake. Because if you don't fail, you're not trying, you're not taking risks, you're not pushing yourself outside the norm. And, you know, I, you know, Einstein said either everything's a miracle or nothing is. And I really Mm -hmm. believe that because we're like, we're legit snowflakes. Like no one's ever been repeated. You're born at a very specific time to Mm -hmm. do something very specific. The things that life offer you are so that you can do what you were put here to do. Mm -hmm. I often I don't know if you could do this is like when you do that and you like unpack sometimes like my heart hurts to think about how much did we lose for people that said oh yeah like to your boss or like oh Mm -hmm. yeah that's what my family said I should do or oh yeah this is what I should be doing and they just they do go downstream like what what gift did humanity lose from Mm -hmm. that person either not allowed to own their story, did not see anybody around them own their story, um, to not know their worth and their value and that they are a gift. That mm-hmm. like, kind of breaks my heart a little bit.
1: I love that thought because there are so many people in this world that you're like, I wish they would have taken off because when I knew them, they were this person. And you're like, but the way that life was mapped out for you, it wasn't meant to be. And it's, it's, it's just so weird how you're like, that person could have had like a huge impact on somebody. But the route that they were, you know, like I think the plan, well, my, from my perspective as a as a as a as a as a Christian is like that that wasn't the plan for you. So you're somewhere else now. And it, you it makes you wonder like I wonder what could have been, you know, but you can't you, you can't live there because then it'll kill you. Right. But um it's just it's just it's just it's, it's just a unique like thought. I've had discussions with friends, like, hey, what if this happened instead instead of this I'm, I don't know, man. Yeah, like, I know it's crazy to think about. Yeah. But um, we'll never know. But I, I that is probably one wish like, if I could have any wishes. If I had like three, it'd be like one would be to see like Four or five alternate timelines of decisions I made, where if I didn't do that, if, if I didn't say yes or if I didn't say no, what would have happened and where I'd be now? Yeah. I would definitely want to see that. That'd be intriguing to me. No future, just like where I'm currently at and what the decision would have, how the how the decision would have affected me getting to where I am now. But no yeah. future looks. I'm like I don't want to see the future,
0: <laughs> bro. That sounds like a movie. You need to read.
1: I should. I should. <laughs> To start writing it. I'm yeah. just getting an idea here. Put in my notes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but for real though, because I feel like people wonder that all the time. I think for good and bad, you know, mm-hmm. like people wonder, like, you know, I've dated people that never came out. Right. Like married a dude.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is what does that mean for
1: them? You're like, ah. Oh.
0: <laughs> what does that mean for them? You know?
1: Right. Like, yeah. Like are you hiding? Yeah.
0: Yeah, or maybe I was a one-off. That's okay too. Mm-hmm. Maybe you yeah. fell in love with something different. That that's okay too. But then I also wonder, like you know what that can't be benign either like decisions Mm -hmm. that deny yourself deny who you are because you aren't a mistake like you know what happens then where does Mm -hmm. that go um elizabeth gilbert in her book big magic actually talks about this is actually a really i love stories like this as a Mm -hmm. person of faith okay so she's telling a story about a book that she was working on for like years and like she doesn't play she does like real research so she's researching like all the history and just making like all the characters and just writing this book. Right. And she just puts it aside. It just wasn't the time and place. She had family stuff she needed to do mm. and was thinking about picking it back up, thinking about picking it back up, delayed, delayed, delayed. And then one day out of nowhere, she ends up connecting. I don't know if it was a friend or like, you know, writing workshop. And mm. this person pitches this idea of everything she already did all the research for.
1: Right. Right.
0: And, and she talks about how, like, I was given this gift, you know, ideas aren't benign, like, you know, how many thoughts have people had brilliant ideas that they never even vocalized and could have changed humanity, and they were either too afraid or didn't know where to share it or didn't, was like, oh, if that was silly and just wrote it off. And, you know, she, she kind of talks about how, like, that gift that I had, it needed to be made. Mm -hmm. It had to be made. And so it went to this other person who already was doing this research and starting this book and writing in a way that I couldn't because I didn't take care of the gift. Mm -hmm. And I think about that when it comes to like relationships with people to handle them with real care. Right. You know, when it comes to life offering you the gifts of whatever it offers you, I think it's, It's it's not just a thing that's happening because that's what happens. Like it's not the Truman show where
1: it's like (laughs) set
0: up. (laughs) At least I hope not.
1: Right, right. Um, Are you in on it, Eddie? Are
0: you in? I hope that
1: no one's pulling the strings on me right now. That'd be terrible. Like I'm not a puppet, guys. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh.
0: But yeah, I really love that idea of that. Um a gift is a gift only if you give it away. Mm -hmm. And um just knowing that that you're here for an intention and a purpose and right. this is none of this is an accident it's mm-hmm. a beautiful miraculous messy gift
1: for sure like even like no, no matter how small the gift to like a buddy of mine my buddy Evan uh when I first came out to LA well, I'm sorry no after I got let go from my second job um, I met him at a house party first time I met this guy we hit it off we just had a connection and it was like that's a great friendship but you can just know off the bat I'm going to be friends with this guy yeah. and um he got me my first agent who, I, who I'm still with today and he was telling me he's like, the reason I did that was because I have a friend who helped me get started. And I've said, I've returned the favor by doing it to somebody else. And it's those little gifts, those little gifts that keep you going. And like, it's like, it's, it's one of those, like, you know, I'm just passing it on. You're just passing it along. you know. Yeah. And that's, that could, that could change a life. And it did, it changed mine forever. I mean, that's, I don't know who, where I'd be if I didn't have that moment. And so to have that, I'm very blessed for the friendship. I'm blessed for the moment and I'm blessed for the success that came from it. Um, It's fantastic. Yeah. Gifts are gifts. You just got to take it and then give it back yeah. <laughs> to somebody else. Give it to somebody else. It's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so true. I think that's a, a weird thing our culture does is we hoard things.
1: We yeah, like I don't understand that. Oh my gosh. Like
0: We think that if we don't have enough that there'll be like, but the reality is, is that there's plenty, there's plenty mm-hmm. of money. There is right. plenty of things mm-hmm. and I mean, part of that is like, you know, deep-rooted racism. We, can, we won't go down into that. But like sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, this idea that if you don't hold on to it, that it would disappear. But like things translate larger and expand greater as you give them away. Like right. what is love unless you give it away?
1: True. Something i struggle with <laughs> <I'll> be, yeah, <laughs> since we're here. <laughs> so, no, it's just, it's just funny talking about how you you, how you say you can't, you know, like you can't, if you're a billionaire and I, like say, say you're, you are a billionaire. If we die, we can't bring that money with us. That's going to stay up here. So I mean, everybody's going to die broke. So like there's no point in really holding on to all your money. Yeah, if you want to be if you, if you want to be Scrooge McDuck, sure, go right ahead. But know that there's someone out there, there's plenty of people out there that could use that, and you're just sitting on it because you're like, I don't want I feel like I, if I give away even a dollar, I'll be more more. okay. You'll get it back tomorrow. Like that drives me nuts. That drives me insane. And as far as love is concerned, um, I I <laughs> how can I how can I be how can I be smart about this one? Uh giving away <laughs> love is I think it's challenging nowadays, just because of the ways to do it you know like we get dating nowadays isn't isn't what it used to be it isn't you talk to someone face to face it's you go online you see a picture and you scroll left to right and you figure out what you want to do from there um so t- 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 love is through text now you people barely call anymore you call if it's an emergency and people are like what happened that's that that's the first reaction you get when someone someone calls what happened no, i'm just gonna say hi oh okay <laughs> what's going on oh hi. you could just text me oh okay great i'll just text you like it's 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 just so weird um but yeah, I, we, we could we could dive into that too, but that's not <laughs> dating is a whole other topic. That's the whole other topic. No,
0: but it's part of the journey. I think For it's really sure. interesting yeah. to watch. Um, well, two things. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm reading a book called Healing Connections and it actually talks about how um, we develop and grow the best when we are an intimate connection. Okay. And it it's because one, we have validation in the moment, a safe space, mm-hmm. um, but then it helps us recognize where we end and someone else begins right. um it's a really interesting book i'm only a couple chapters chapters in but so far it's really interesting because it talks about family dynamics and like all this other stuff that even gets us there and um what disconnect us to us in moments mm. but another book that's really good um aziz ansari modern, modern love. love fantastic you read it
1: i'm i'm not big. i just love his work Uh, i watched his show on netflix i watched his stand-up specials like i think i just think he has his view on life is just amazing to me i just i just love to i just love to listen to him speak and just talk about it But ahead, you were saying
0: uh no he's dope yeah i thought you were like oh you read it i was like hey Uh, we could talk about it um (laughs) he actually talks exactly what you're talking about he mm -hmm. wrote a it's actually really dope he um is super into anthropology And so him and an anthropologist wrote a book about modern love and comparisons of what our grandparents and parents did and what we do now. And one huge takeaway, one, he said, for women, dating was not what it was for men. Mm -mm. If you're a woman, you know, like my grandparents, great grandparents, arguably even my my own parents, um, you typically lived in a neighborhood with people that looked like you. Mm-hmm. had the same religion as you that was it if you're a woman you weren't leaving that house till you were married right you're trying to find somebody that looked like you sound like you believed all the things you believe and you're trying to get out immediately so you're getting mm-hmm. married you know 18 to 20 starting a family and oh, yeah I don't even want to go there like oh my fruit, god it makes <laughs> me feel like what um
1: overwhelming huh
0: <laughs> yeah I'm in charge of this are you sure
1: <laughs> <laughs> is there like a, a I don't know like a a, a gift receipt can I, can I bring it back or <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god. Oh, gosh oh gosh um but he goes on to say that we went from that where it's he you know they him and this anthropologist go to like a senior home and talk about how these people that really didn't even like each other barely even knew each other got married mm-hmm. he talks about arranged marriages because he's from um india and just right. like fucking well not literally but you know what I mean. and like um what that looks like and like what is happiness mm-hmm. and you know americans believe like you don't have happiness that way but like if you look at old americans where they did that essentially it didn't look the same as an arranged marriage mm-hmm. but Same idea and like over time, you know, they grow fond of each other and blah, 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 blah. Right. And then he compares it to now where we think we know what we want. We don't. We haven't done any of the work to really know who the hell we are to begin with. And so then Mm -hmm. we're putting in these like toggles to be like, oh, yeah, I want Star Wars Jewish five, six. He has to work out only on Saturdays. He eats French fries every morning. Like it's so specific. (laughs) And you don't even know what you want. Like, why do we do? And then we're like, oh, disappointed that we didn't find love. And then like, you know, we're, I think, old enough to know a life of before text and texting. I'm like, probably. I'm like you, like, I don't, I don't need to decipher what you're saying via text. Just call mm-hmm. me. Let's make this a five minute conversation. So we're on the same right, page, right. and then let's mm-hmm. move forward. Don't make me sit there with your little dots and be like, what is it? What do they mean by that? What
1: are they going to say? Oh, what does that like, mean? What do uh, mean? What is your tone behind this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Then you have the letter K you have. Okay. And okay. then you have people that actually spell out. Okay. So it's like, right. which one are you sarcastic Harry? Are you in a hurry? Are you mad? No. Like
1: I can't tell you how many times I've been able to like decipher someone's um, just like their mood based on how they text me. Like if you if you, if you hit me with like a lowercase hello, I'm like, oh, what's up? <laughs> Cause like I know you and you're that that's never who you are. So like that's we're 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 getting to the point where that that's becoming comfortable and you could you're able to read a text and just immediately know what a person is feeling just based on how they're saying hello to you. Like if yeah. I hit you with like a yo or a hey, what's going on? That's me. If I go, hi. Oh, Eddie's not. Eddie's oh, upset. Sam, like, right. <laughs> what, what's wrong? Like, that's the wild part. Um, I do miss those days though. I can, I can, I can remember vividly lying in my bed at home in PA, and talking to girls on the phone and having conversations for like four, or five hours and yep. just discussing anything. And like, yep. it didn't matter. And then you hang up the phone when one of you falls asleep. That was it. And I can remember having those and being able to talk to people, <laughs> like knowing what they were like saying to me and not being like, I wonder what this means or how they're saying this or Hey, could you mm-hmm. just say could you just just give me a little idea of how you were trying to say. It? And no one does that anymore. Um, yeah. I do it occasionally. I will, be, I, I, I will be honest. I think most things are text nowadays, but calls I love to, like I call my mom every day and we, and we talk to mostly through the phone. Uh, but when it comes to dating, uh, phone conversations are just like, it's tough. Uh, yeah. But I, would, I, I do want to take a step back to connection. I think it was the, it was the first book you mentioned about um, uh, connection through uh, the people. There's a, there's a girl that I'm talking to um, and we connect through music. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing. It's, it's on a different level of connectivity because you're able to listen to the song lyrics and get what, their son, you know, get, their, get what they're saying or get what they're trying to relay to you and then feel the emotion behind that as well. And that's just an amazing connection. Um, and we just talk all the time. I've gotten to know her. She's gotten to know me. It's been great. Um, but yeah, I mean, connection is so huge. And it's better, it's better when you have things in common versus when you don't. like And you're, and you're trying to find those things in common, especially when you're like, you're not the same person you know it's just it's just tough but yeah. Yeah, i totally get connections great
0: yeah and i think there's so many um music i love the music thing and i think people i think it's hard because we are almost overexposed to even know what we like too mm-hmm. i mean you, you're you there's like a this i don't know Like to me like the word duality just keeps popping up it's like right. social media is dope unless you use it wrong Right. social media is rad because now i can find new artists i can find people that have the same ideas of me mm-hmm. i can you know a movement can be started in a flash For but sure. at the same time i can go real quick down uh i follow the kardashians and all these people that i'm never going to be living like and right. now i'm playing the compar- comparison game and it can happen really quickly right, you know and and if you are you know going along with like you know, not surrounded in a tribe of people that hold you accountable. That if you are the dead fish going down the stream and just kind mm-hmm. of doing what you're supposed to be doing, it's really easy to get lost. Right. Really, really easy to get lost and to not know what you want and to even, I think, forget how to connect. Like, oh you know.
1: my God. When I had my nine to five jobs, that was one thing that. I hated doing, but I did it all the time. Always hop on Facebook, Instagram, seeing how other people were living their lives, seeing friends get married and going on vacations, having kids, having buying a house, all these things. And I'm in LA, hustling my butt off, trying to trying to get to that position. I think what kind of pulled me back to reality was I was at church one night, and I'm in a group chat with some friends of mine back home. And all my friends are married now; they're all they're all in relationships. And my one buddy was like the last of. Not I'm, I'm the last one. But he was the he was the second to last one to get uh, engaged. And so I remember sitting in church and we were talking about um I wasn't, I wasn't about pressure um what was it about I forgot I forgot what the sermon was about um but I got like super um anxious and like nervous. I had my phone do not disturb when the service was over. I looked at it. Oh guys, I'm engaged. I'm getting married. And I was like, oh, I'm the last one. Like oh my god, I gotta. I got to find somebody. I got to meet somebody. I got to make things. Like I was trying to like force the issue of a, of a, of a relationship to make it happen. Cause I was like, I got to join the party. I can't just be the last one. Yeah. I remember getting home. My roommate was like, okay, calm down. That night, that might not be the life for you. That's not your path. Like you have to love and respect the fact that they're there because that's, that's what they wanted. That's what they, you know, they were going for. That's what God had planned for them, but he might've had the same plans for you. You might meet somebody, but you might not get married yet. That might not be what's what that, that might not be what's written down for you. Mm-hmm. And I had to really kind of take a step back and go, yeah, yeah, I'm out here cause I'm doing this. I didn't, I didn't choose, I didn't choose a, a more, I wouldn't say settling, but I didn't choose the more, um, like family path. I chose to follow my dreams. And when you follow your dreams, that comes with sacrifices and those sacrifices might be relationships, you know, a home that you can, you know, like house, house, you know, uh, and, uh, stability. And so, I mean, I was like, all right, cool. I get it. And I was able to kind of take a step back and really see that. And now I understand it more, but yeah. it took that moment of like anxiety and like, just i guess pressure to be like oh, i don't uh, i need to i need to get on board why am i waiting so long like uh, that was weird Tough. but it was it was, it was, it, was a, it was a growing and a teaching moment for me for me for sure which was great so. yeah
0: i appreciate you sharing that because i don't think a uh, lot of people have that conversation enough to be like the moment because it's happened to all of us at some point mm-hmm. you know like i was a personal trainer it happens for me like physique wise like oh mm-hmm. i'm not ripped enough right or like as a student athlete in college mm-hmm. i'm not this enough and like I know, you know, again, going back to the categorizing and that we need to do that. And I think we compare, we can compare in really good ways too of like aspiration mm-hmm. and things I want to do and want to become, but it's such a delicate balance of being like, mm-hmm. just because all my friends are married or engaged does not mean that I don't deserve love. That, right. uh, that love isn't waiting for me. It's just not my time. Mm-hmm. It just might not look the same. I um, am interested if you're willing to share a lot of the the things you're sharing in your stories are these moments where, like, you, like, and I think this happens for a lot of us, we're, like, yo, and we're, like, hyped up about the moment. Mm -hmm. And then you, like, talk yourself down of, like, okay, that's not actually true. That's not really the story for me. Mm -hmm. I I was wondering, is there, like, a tool you use for that? Is it, like, friends and conversations? Like, what do you do to, like, put yourself back down to, like, the the reality for Eddie Mm -hmm. uh, when you are in these moments of, like, because they are transformation moments of knowing... That's just not for me, and that's okay. And like mm-hmm. getting off that comp- comparison train and being like, yeah, we're all trying to go in this direction, but y- you are literally on your own path. Doesn't mm-hmm. change my path, doesn't make my path less of value, but we're all going in this direction. So, what do you do to stay in alignment for you?
1: For sure. Uh, I think the tools that I use are the people I surround myself with. Um, mm-hmm. I made it a point when I got out here. You are a product of your environment. So the people that you surround yourself by are going to help you grow, and uh, whether they help you grow in a positive or a negative, they're going to help you grow in some in some way, shape, or form. And so when I got out of here, my biggest thing was to make friends with people who are like-minded, like myself. Mm-hmm. When I was working in post production, I couldn't really find people like that because, no offense to those people, they're there because you know that's what they that, that's what they do and that's their life. For me, that wasn't what I wanted, so I couldn't really connect with you in certain ways because we're on two different wavelengths. And so when I got out of there, and I was able to meet like-minded actors who were on a certain journey, I could relate to them, and it could help me kind of walk through because they've been through these before, and I had I'm just starting out. So I was able to get stories from them, I was able to get advice from them, I was able to get um, you know any information that I could out of them to help me grow. And I have surrounded myself with friends who um, I can talk to at any time. I'll text them and go, Hey, can I can I borrow your mind for like five minutes? Like, are you do you have the do you have the mental capacity to handle this conversation? They go, Yeah, and i and then I bring it up and then we talk. Um, but they keep me grounded either by making fun of me and reminding me who I am as a person, which my buddy Potts does back home. He uh, he always kind of reminds me, "Hey man, you're you." I'm like, "All right, yeah, good point." He's like, "You don't 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 get ahead of yourself." You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> I love that. I love that my friends can make fun of me and go, "Hey, this like this is where you came from." Uh, but my yeah, my friends and family keep me accountable because they remind me who I am and who I am got me where I am, and I that. I can just keep doing that and it will never fail me. And it hasn't yet. So I don't see why I should change. Mm. Um, so the tools I use, the tools that were handed to me and the, the people I made friends with and my family as well, um, because they're honest. I like to be surrounded by honest people. I feel like my, my thing is this, a good friend will tell you what you need to hear and a bad friend will tell you what you want to hear yeah. for the good friend, because I, there's, there's certain things that need to be said to you that are going to help you grow. You might not like it, but it's important. And I would rather you hurt my feelings and me just grow from that than be like, yeah, you're right. She is the worst or he is the worst. I'm just going to make sure that it's all on them and I'm not going to grow at all. Like I'd rather grow than stay the same. And I can't, I can't imagine a life right where I, st- if I was who I was in high school or middle school, I'd be the worst, I'd be yes, the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't imagine that not like not having a, a, a growing point. Uh, a growing point from somebody like telling you something and having to grow from this moment like I had to be, that'd be so odd to me so yeah weird
0: yeah it makes me I don't want to um I've wrestled with this a lot is like what makes somebody because I'm like you where mm-hmm. um I surround myself with people that are think tanks mm-hmm. um you know I used to think like you know sometimes time you like you people from high school I don't really talk to anymore um very few people from college here and there it's more like a catch-up like what is it about these different types of relationships and connections that Mm. um do stay like you're staying aligned, right like you're Mm -hmm. you're still going in the same direction and it's not saying somebody else is good bad or otherwise I just think it goes back to like how life shows up for you with the people that Mm -hmm. you need and the people that you're prepared for because like like you like the people that I was around, like what I deserved just being Mm -hmm. blunt, what the way I behaved, the way I treated people, I wasn't where I am now. And I went to taking care of the people that are my think tanks, that people that are authentic with me, that hold me to the flame to be a better person in a generous, very caring Mm -hmm. way. Like, it's not like they're like, yo, it's not harmful. You know, I think that's the other thing too. I think people are afraid of criticism but really it's just we're all we're all fucking it up i mean we're, right, we're all right,
1: right. we're all slipping
0: no we're not all getting it right and right. you have somebody they can be like man that just really seemed out of character for you tell me mm-hmm. what's going on there you know and like i'm really blessed i have an amazing partner that does that sometimes right. and she's like that doesn't really seem like something you'd want to do or like you'd want to show up that way or um And just, that's where you have these moments where you could take a step back and be like, yeah, I didn't really show up the way I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you have any people or things that just really have been, I know you said your family and that's like a tool that you use for accountability and stuff, but is there anything else in your life that really um, helps reflect this personal journey for you that has really been like a... um, that's the word I want to go for mm. like for me for me right. it is um curiosity and self-awareness right. asking myself like that was interesting why did I think that and and then having from that moment a group of individuals that can be mm-hmm. like oh that is really interesting and that tell me more and just like mm-hmm. really unpacking like I kind of always see us as this weird onion that like we're really actually just getting back to our childhood selves that somehow got like mucked up from a bunch of other stuff. But um, yeah. do you have anything that you'd wanna share or be willing to share that is like your, your, your like North star? How about that? Of, of what right. like keeps
1: you, you? I think there are four things that I specifically do myself that kind of keep me at my place that I'm never gonna change. Um, one, I'm very honest like to the point where I'm very black and white for me, things are like, that's, this is how it is. If you're in a position where you think you can get out of it, you can change it, do it. Don't sit there and complain and, and and let me hear it constantly when you can make the moves to make it happen. Right. I will be very honest with you. I'm the kind of person who is that friend that you need. I'm going to give you the advice that you need to hear. Not what you want to hear, what you need to hear because what you're doing now is a repetitive cycle and you'll stay there until you get out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one thing I do. Uh, Another thing is I show up. So like, if I, I, I watch a show called Letterkenny, Kenny. And uh, one of the quotes on there that they use a lot of time is when a friend asks for help, you help them. And so like, whenever my friend needs help, I'm there to help him out. Whether it be a ride to LAX, which I know that everybody hates making me personally, I don't mind making the drive. I like to get out of the house. I like being in, like, I don't mind being in traffic, listening to some music, picking somebody up and helping somebody out. I love that. Um, to give an idea of showing up and just helping out in general, there was a moment I was on a boat, with some friends of mine, right. It was a, it was like my friend's 40th birthday. And there was a guy on the boat that was a little bit older, walking kind of slow, but he was out there just to fish, which I totally get, you know, he had a bucket or like a little like cup of shrimp that he was going to use as bait. Right. He put it on the, on like a little like cup holder on the boat, but one fell out. And I'm watching this guy across like, like, like halfway across the boat, right. Older gentleman. There's no way he's picking that up off the floor. I'm in conversation with my friends mid conversation. I was just like, and bolted off to go pick up this piece of shrimp for this older gentleman. Right. And put it back in his cup. I can't tell you the amount of times he thanked me on that trip and in in like the three hours that we were out and at, while at, at, at sea, he was just like, thank you so much. I, I appreciate you doing that. It was, I'm, just, I'm very grateful that was very nice. And it was just like small things like that made me feel so freaking good. And it's, I, I do it all the time. I just, I, I just love, it. I love to help people. And it's, it's so difficult when I can't, it sucks so much when like someone that like just doesn't know how I can help them. I hate it so much, but I mean, it's just what happens. Uh, another thing too, is I'm just aware of everything around me. I, whenever I'm out anywhere, I make sure that everybody else around is comfortable. I don't care about me because I know that I'm, I'm good wherever I'm at, but I make sure that if, we're, if I'm staying somewhere and we're watching, I make sure that someone behind me can see, I try to like lean out of the way or move out of the way for somebody else. I will, um, my eyes are always moving to see who is struggling with something. Like, I mean, I used to work at a grocery store. So like helping out customers was just a thing. So your eyes and ears are always open. You're always looking around, you know? That's how I keep myself um, I, I think, I've, I think, I think, that's kind of how I remind myself constantly of where you came from is always by helping people, always showing up, always being a friend and always being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things that's, that's how I grew up and that's how I'm going to stay forever. I mean, there's so many examples I could give of just like moments where I was like, ah, I would do that. Like I was I was at, I was at a soccer game with some friends of mine, right? I kid you not. We're in a circle talking. I got a, I got a cup of water and I'm just drinking and there's a guy maybe like 30 yards away pulling a cooler and the whole thing tips over and I heard it and I looked over and I dropped my water and like just sprinted over to help this guy out. And my friends like, oh, and like, they saw me just across the way. And like no one else was helping us do that. And there were like hundreds of people outside. And only two people came over to help this guy out. I don't, I don't understand how people can just ignore a problem like that and let it go. That blows my mind. Like why not help the guy? That would change his entire moment. That would, that would change his entire day going forward yeah. is that I spilled this, but someone came to help me out there are supermen out there quote unquote or supergirls superwomen. doesn't matter like there are people that are going to do that they're going to go that extra mile to help somebody out that's just who I am as a person and I'm never going to change that I can't it's yeah. it's it's so difficult <laughs> well it
0: sounds like it was part of your work too like when you were doing mm. post production you said that you're looking at all these sh- these shows and you have this mm. like birds eye view and it just seems like you're so into details and um seeing the whole picture at a very high pace in front of mm. you and i think that takes a lot of self-awareness and that takes a lot of other tools. And, you know, some people don't have those things. They're, they're, they're so, you know, for example, maybe someone is so focused on the conversation because, you know, they're, they're insecure Mm -hmm. and so they can't even see. It's interesting to me how, um, the more we expand, the more you're able to see what you're describing of these small things where you can show up in a big way for people, Um, opportunities to have really great conversations for somebody that really just needs a listening empathetic ear Mm -hmm. Um, and these opportunities are always waiting for you too and it's it seems I don't know if you feel this way but it also kind of seems like the more you're on this journey the more these moments show up and they arise Mm -hmm. and they arise and um, yeah I really I, I think hearing you share your details about what you see in the world is really fantastic eddie and um i'm a details person not like that
1: you're like
0: like hella details but
1: i I love um, storytelling i (laughs) tell i love to tell stories
0: well that makes a lot of sense to me too because i think Mm. like when you you see the richness of it right and you see Mm. the richness of the world around you and just like a small moment that can picking up a dude shrimp didn't cost you anything changed everything for that guy. He's probably still yeah. being like, yo, this kid help me
1: pick up my shrimp. Right. And he was across the boat. Like he was on the other <laughs> side. Like, he, like, he sprinted over like the flash and just picked up zago <laughs> said, like, no, Brian, it's all good. No, it's all good. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. I will say though, on the, on the, on the conversation of, uh, of, uh, of, of, uh, empathy, that's one thing that I have never really gotten down, um, as far as like the connectivity of it all. Um, empathy, um, for me has always been kind of just Touchy, I guess. I think because of who I am as a person who's always so honest, it's hard for me to take what someone is saying and go, yeah, and then try and find a way to be gentle and embrace that and embrace with them as you know, to what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it's baby steps. I'm just trying to listen first. Okay, cool. From there, I'm like, give me an idea of what you want me to do. I don't want to just dive into my normal routine because if I do that, I'm going to hurt you in some way, shape, or form. Um, So, for me, it's like I want to hear your story, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: then you tell me if you want me to give you advice or just hold you. And I'll do that. I'll do one of the two. Um, Or three, if you want me to give you advice, but be super gentle about it. I can do that too. (laughs) Um, But it's it's just something I'm working on. For me, uh, empathy uh, 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 being received, I'm not one to. When I'm, around, when, I, when I'm in a funk and someone can tell, I tend to isolate myself. So I don't let people in usually, which isn't, which is, yes, good and bad healthy. Um, it's good because I don't want to affect anybody else, but it's bad because I should get these things off my chest. I shouldn't just harbor these feelings and keep them bottled up. It's not good for anybody because then it'll just crush you. Um, I think for me, it takes some time to, I guess, I don't want to say, I guess, swallow my pride and kind of be like, hey, I need help. I need you to hear me out. I'm struggling. Um, give me your advice and just, Hold me for a second, man. Like you know what I'm saying, just yeah. let me just get let me get in your arms and just tell Let me know I'm okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, just, I just I just make a note that like empathy has always been uh uh a, a challenge for me because of the hard kind of a black and white exterior that I have.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they're both in the same, yeah. And I really appreciate you being um vulnerable and sharing that um of some of the things that you might wrestle with too. You know, I think sharing our stories. They're so sacred. And I think, you know, from a person that's an over-sharer and over communicator, I don't know if you have this sometimes, but like I, a dance that I've also been trying to work with is like, when I share something, knowing that someone's going to hold that with sacred care, right? Not everybody has earned that. Oh. And when you're a person of honest truth, it's a really <sighs> hard balance. And I think that's what makes empathy sometimes hard is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because that's where you live like right this is is where i am this is what i'm doing if you don't like it not my beef right right i'm gonna attract my tribe and if you ain't part of my tribe then you ain't attracted so right 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 um but it's a it's a dance of like really learning to there's moments like you know since we've been talking like i'm vibing with you i know i can trust you like i know i could Mm -hmm. like we could have these types of conversations and then there's some people that you like you, you're hearing these things and then like being able to check in with yourself and be like, okay, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm excited here. Maybe I want to talk more. I want to dive deeper, but maybe, maybe this isn't the right time for me to share something that is sacred and needs to be held with real care. And mm-hmm. I think it's such a delicate dance. Um, Cause some, a lot of people are helpers. They want to help and right. or they're uncomfortable with your pain or your truth. And so mm-hmm. the, the first thing they do is go to fix, right? You know, something that my partner and I try to do is um, we say when we bring something to the table, you know, we try to be mindful of leading to the conversation or as the other person that's receiving it, try to be mindful of asking, are you looking for validation mm-hmm. feedback or you just need me to listen? Right. Because, and sometimes you don't know too, right? Like sometimes I don't know why I'm talking about this. I just need to get it off my chest and I need to mm-hmm. talk about a thing and that's okay too. I think, you know, being able to, or like right now, maybe I just need to get off my chest. I'm not ready for the feedback, but maybe tomorrow we can bring it to the table again. We'll talk about it. And then, then I can, I'm prepared to emotionally receive feedback because feedback is hard.
1: Right. You're like, today is listening. Feedback is tomorrow. I just need you to get (laughs) it out there. I know it's out there. We'll do, we'll do part two tomorrow.
0: (laughs) Right. 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 But like having the language, having the wherewithal, you know, and Mm -hmm. just offering, yourself grace in the moment of being like, maybe you thought you're ready for feedback and being like, yeah, actually I lied. I'm not ready for that feedback right now. So I'm just gonna, right. I just need you to hear me and we can table this and I'll come back to this conversation later. But right now, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not vibing with that feedback. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs>
1: I, I will say, I think uh, growing up and my mom was like, she was, she called me on this so many times. She was like, when you have a discussion, you tend to bring your sarcasm quickly into it. And I do that a lot. So if I'm ever like having a discussion with somebody and it's like, it's, I want to say intimate or it's extreme and like, you know, like just like a hard conversation from where I'm coming from. If it's like a a place of like anger or frustration, I tend to wait a second before I speak. Like if I'm upset and I want to go to somebody, I'll wait a little bit, get my words right and then come into it. But if I come into it right off the bat, I'm going to be so sarcastic. I'm probably gonna hurt your feelings. (laughs) So I'm just, I try to, I know that about myself. And I tell people that, yo, when I'm upset, give me a second and I'll come to you. I just need a minute because I know how I'll get. I know how I'll be. And I'd rather not put that on you and keep it in here, word it out, and I'll come to you. Uh, yeah. It's a process. And it's something I figured out now, thank God. Uh, but I can't imagine. I, I I look at myself like then. I see it now. And I'm like, gosh, I, would just, I wish I'd just taken the time to think before I spoke in that moment. Oh, I've been so, I've been so much better. But that moment helped me get here. So I try not to live in that kind of regret anymore. I used to. Uh, sucked. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of where I uh, I live when it comes to like uh, uh, being honest, and being vulnerable, uh, and uh, trying to figure out what I want from somebody else.
0: Yeah, I mean Maya says when you know better, you do better. So True. you didn't. You didn't know better. Now you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know this yep. is this is an important part of peeling back the layers that would make sense. You know, I'm similar. When I'm fired up. I should probably not open my mouth. And so I'm not like my, I'm going to say something either sarcastic or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to, what the other part is, is you don't really tell what you're feeling in an honorable way either. So you kind of walk away feeling kind of like shitty and cheap too, because you weren't, mm-hmm. you weren't really honest about like the true feelings. Sometimes you need to let the dust settle and get out of the whole cortisol effect and let yourself critically think. And mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing your tool of taking pause and telling people I can't talk about it right now, but when I'm ready, I'll come to you. I think it's really important for people to know that you can, you don't have to talk about everything right now. Mm-hmm. It might not be healthy to, or productive to talk about everything right now.
1: Right. You know, right, right.
0: for me, like my tool is I write, I write my feelings out, man, I'll write you something nasty. I might not say it to your face because right. I'm feeling some type of way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm That's sure you did feel later. that way, didn't you? Like, right. Like, so I'm like, I'm a writer or or a voice memoir to myself. And then I, mm-hmm. I look back and read it or I look, I'll go back and like go for a walk and listen to what my thoughts and feelings are. And then for me, I try to look at like, that was a trigger. And most of the times, unless somebody actually does harm, most of your triggers are about you. So what is the right. root of this? Like what what made me show up and like actually shut down where I was that mm-hmm. upset or mad or couldn't speak in an articulate way? Mm-hmm. Um, and taking the pause to be like, what was that there? Like, and then like on, on be curious and honor the grace of like, it's messy, and mm-hmm. you know s- you know things that might have happened when you were a kid. They they don't really go away. Like certain things, yeah. like that someone could have said, you know, about you know, your skin color. Like for me, people used to ask me if my real dad was black. Like that right. thing is like in my head. Like that doesn't go away. Like. Mm-hmm. And it's part of who you are. And it's not good, bad, or otherwise. But, you know, it's learning that in these single moments, there is so much nuance and context to why you showed up that way. Mm-hmm. And if you take the time to love and honor that and get down to that truth, that is what is going to connect you deeper to people in ways that are meaningful, purposeful, and offer and allow you to offer people the same in return.
1: Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. And that's something I've, I've learned recently is that, like, um everybody's got trauma everybody's got everybody's got cracks everybody's been broken we're all damaged we're all damaged and the quicker you are to accept that and just feel what that person felt in the time and understand what they were going through the better connection you'll make if you just choose to ignore it and be like i ah, whatever you won't be there and uh yeah there's so many people recently that i talked to i'm like yeah i get it like i'm i get it and i might not have gone through the same thing you went through, but I went through a similar thing, just a little bit different. And on that we can connect and that's great. Cause there's like, there's always a way to do it. It's just a matter of how, Um, but yeah, I feel like if we could just, if we could just accept the fact that like, we're all hurting, but we're trying, (laughs) we're trying to get better. And uh, I think, I think the better off we'll be. Gosh, man, I wish we could get there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think we're on track. I think, um, you know, having conversations Around race and like that to me, it's mm-hmm. most prominent because I think we're finally having some more meaningful dialect and um, what mm, hopefully more productive and pushing and changing and pushing and changing. And, you know, in some ways, I think that this is one of the gifts of social media is like, y'all, this isn't new, but you can see it now and you can't right. deny it now because now we have actual proof that this stuff has been going on for a minute, like has not stopped. Mm-hmm never stopped very alive and true um can't stop won't stop can't stop won't stop well i hope it won't
1: I, <laughs> I hope i hope it will <laughs> right now it feels like it kills like can't stop it won't stop i hope it will though <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i think oh, it's God. um it, uh you know for me like looking at those types of conversations and um sitting with that discomfort and um being able to hold the duality of someone's truth. And at the same time, like the idea that we can do better. Like I think about like, my parents love me immensely. And this is actually the thing that scares me about having kids is like, you're going to fuck it up. Mm -hmm. And like, you could do something like a psychologist told you to do. And like the perception the child receives does not matter. Like you could do it all right in it's like getting a cat, right? Like you don't like, like dogs kind of turn into like they're humans. but the cats are yeah. like what you get. You got it. That That's it. You can't change it. It's There's not wild cards. They are wild yeah. cards and you don't know what it's going to be. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So you
0: think about all these humans on the planet that are in these like small dynamics and neighborhoods and all these nuances inside of that. And it's not saying that you didn't try your hardest, but it doesn't also mean that there wasn't damage
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that it didn't have impact. And, That might, you know, that's the thing I've been wrestling a lot lately is in conflict or if something is a trigger for me, is like trying to sit down and be like impact versus intent. I know this person didn't intend to hurt me, but it Mm -hmm. still had that impact. How can I have a conversation around this is what happened for me, though I know that wasn't your intention, and then move from that place? Um, Because I think that honors the person doing the best that they can, and at the same time, whatever wound trigger or whatever that might be
1: for mm-hmm. you. I've run into that so many times uh, in, in conversations. I think because of how I how how blunt I am, how I speak, a lot of people take it as me um, like intentionally hurting you. Not my intention, not at all. I don't ever want to hurt anybody. Honestly, it makes me sick when I do it. I hate doing that. Ugh. And so whenever someone perceives it that way, I have to take a step back and go, my apologies. That's who I am. My intent is never to harm you, never to hurt you, never, never make you feel bad but I'm just letting you know my opinion or my perspective on this thing. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I, I, I hate that. Some people think that I'm out to get them. No, it's not my, that's not my, I don't know. That takes too much energy. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, I'd rather just try and help than try and harm you in any kind of way.
0: Right. Well, I want to thank you for your time, Eddie. Um, I would like to wrap up with a question of if there's something that you're wrestling with or trying to learn to navigate right now, if you're willing to share part of your journey that you're exploring and trying to get curious with right now.
1: For sure. Uh, I think we discussed it earlier. Uh, I'm trying to better myself in being more empathetic and just be more gentle towards people. Um, empathy, it seems like it's like a superpower for some people they just have it and they can feel when <laughs> someone's upset and they can, they can just touch their soul. And they're like, Oh my God, I feel everything you're feeling. And then they're with them. You know, I don't have that. Um, it's not, for me, it would need to be a honed skill. It's not something I just, you know, woke up and had one day <laughs> I have to work at it. And so, um, I think the older I get, the more I'm going to have to understand that, like, um, we all want comfort and whether it's just listening, what do you said? Feedback, um, uh, listening, or just, uh, you, you I forgot what, what, three things you said, but, um, affirmation. Real affirmation. Yeah. Um, thank you. Um, that's something I'm trying to better myself on. You know, yeah. when someone get, when someone approaches me and they want to share a story, like, okay, what three things are you looking Are you, are you looking for affirmation, validation, or this? I'm just gonna wait and see what happens. So, but yeah, empathy is my biggest thing I'm working on.
0: I appreciate you sharing that. I think sometimes people forget that we're, we keep saying it over and over, going back to this journey is like, we're always working on something. Like something mm-hmm. in life is showing up to dig up something that you're ready always. to work
1: on. If you if you feel like you're not learning anything in life, I don't know what you're doing wrong. I feel like I learn every single day and it could be the smallest thing where I'm like, yo, how did I not know that? And then right. I walk away going, oh, I learned something new today. Right. Every single time, dude, it's <laughs> wild. Today, years old when I learned so, such and such. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh that's how you use it i had no idea (laughs) it's only been 30 something years
0: (laughs) My uh the guy that um we rent from he says if um you don't know you don't know until you realize you don't know and wow (laughs) it's true i mean he's he's a a wise older gentleman but it's true like you you know you you have this idea that you should know how to fix things and do this Mm -hmm. and do that but if you've never seen it how are you? Like, I think about random foods I see in the grocery store. If I don't know what that is or how to cook it, I got to research how to do that.
1: Exactly. Because there's a method to it. Right. Right. For sure. That's cool. Well,
0: <laughs> well, I'll let you uh, end with sharing any uh, social media tags or where people can find you.
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Oreo Eddie, O R E O E D D I E, like the cookie, uh, 318. Uh, or you'll Eddie three eighteen Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can spot me on television occasionally through commercials or shows that I'm working on. Um, can't talk about them, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you ever see my if you ever see my face, you'll know it's me. Uh, yeah, that's where you can find me.
0: Awesome. All right, anyway, well, I appreciate you and your time. Thanks for being on Flexus with me. Thanks for having me. Woo. Woo. Hey, y'all. Just want to thank y'all for listening. Uh, to flex this, you know, this has been a a four-year dream in the making of creating a space that was safe and honor people's stories with sacred intention and to offer people, you know, glimpses of themselves. It's not a roadmap um, or a GPS. It's sometimes how I envision it, how, you know, everybody is trying to go in one direction, that direction being growth, best version of yourself authenticity, however you want to name it. Um, But we're all coming from different places. So you're going to have to take different lefts, different rights. You're going to have to hop on different highways and back roads and the landscapes a little bit, bit different, but the intention is to go to the same place of, of finding who you are. And when you find who you are and that makes you see your purpose in humanity. And man, I just think that's really important. So I just thank you all for listening. I thank Eddie for sharing his story uh, so that we could hear parts of what keeps him aligned and on the journey of authenticity and the people and tools that he uses to stay there. And just I'm so grateful for the people that are on this journey that want to have these types of conversations. You know, y'all are the reason why I wanted to do this. And I'm just so grateful to to know the like-minded uh similar energies are are trying to transform the world around them by leaning into the the ideas of what what do I want to do to be better as a person and what is showing up in my life to help me to do that. So I, I even if I don't know your story right now, I see you, I appreciate you and I'm so grateful for the world that you're impacting around you, it matters. It matters. It matters. And I'm so grateful for Eddie for taking the time to talk with me today. All right. Until next time, y'all Unflex Flex This. I'm Jen, and I'll see you guys next time.